It's Window Nation's semi-annual sale, and it's a big deal. Right now, get 50% off all windows along with no interest for five years plus bonus savings when you schedule a consult today. If your windows leak, get foggy or hot, or you're paying high utility bills, that's a big deal. With Window Nation's semi-annual sale, you can replace your windows and save a big deal, too. Schedule a no-obligation in-home estimate now. Call 866-90-NATION or visit windownation.com. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by TeePublic.com for the t-shirt lovers and the t-shirt designers who like to have fun, laugh, look good, feel comfortable, get good jobs, get sweaty dancing, and go home with someone who also does those things. And we love TeePublic.com so much that we created our own store with all of our fun t-shirts and everything on TeePublic, including the BGN Radio store right now is on sale. $14 for all of the t-shirts that we have on there. Just go to bgnradio.com, click on the store, and everything is there for you. Also, 15 to 25% off right now of all the accessories, mugs, stickers, phone cases, onesies, and a lot more. Just head to tpublic.com or, again, to bgnradio.com and click on the store. This episode of BGN Radio is brought to you by Clip It, the hottest app that is out there. Watch TV, make clips, and share. For more information, check them out at clipit.tv or check them on Twitter at clipit.tv. You're listening to BGN Radio. Anyone that wants to doubt me, I'm just it just fuels the fire, you know, and um, I'm just ready to prove anybody wrong and um, prove people right, the people that believed in me, so I'm ready, ready to go. Oh, what's going on? The Lading Green Nation, we are live, live, live. On Facebook, Mixler, and everywhere else that you can find us. And thank you for tuning in for the replay, whether it is on uh, SoundCloud, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Google Play. Leave the hearts, leave the five-star reviews. They do go a long way. It is episode number 254 of the BGN Radio podcast. And thank you for joining us uh, once more. I don't know. It was uh, it was interesting. It's supposed to be the dress rehearsal. Everybody's supposed to get pumped up. Everybody's supposed to look nice and sharp. Obviously, nobody really did, and it's uh, we're, we're going to break it uh, all down here with you tonight. Is uh, I, I think we'll you know we, we just got to start with uh, we'll get to the good stuff too. But uh, James Seltzer is here with me as well, and I, I just feel like everything we had talked about James leading up to this game, some of the things that you know we had concerns about 
kind of showed up, and mainly it's been the offensive line. We've been talking about it for three weeks now. Didn't look great. Jason Kelsey, all, all the stuff, all the old things that we uh, forgot about last January suddenly popped up again here in August. How are you feeling, pal? Johnny boy, um, it is uh, is good to be talking to you at uh, at this late hour after the uh, officially recorded yes. longest preseason game in the history of preseason football. Yes, thank you for kneeling, uh, by the way. <laughs> Shout out to everyone who's here with us, uh, uh, your troopers. Um, all right, so... The O-line, man, John, uh, I was less worried than you, but my big argument was we hadn't seen the five guys who will be starting out there together. Yep. And we saw that tonight, and it sucked, John. It was bad. Yeah, well, especially because it wasn't like, you know, Green Bay where, like, they were blitzing out of nowhere and all that stuff. It was was Miami's front four, granted a talented front four with guys like Sue and Wake, but it was my – and Branch. But it was Miami's front four just – Beating up on on our guys, especially in pass protection, um, it was ugly, John. And I I think um you know I'm I'm officially a little bit worried about it. Um, you know I'm not ready to you know again preseason all that stuff for sure. Um, and O lines take time, but I think um you saw it, and I don't think you know Kelsey. Uh, sorry, uh, Lane or Peters played that bad. Uh, it was really the interior that that looked worse. Um, and Kelsey, man, he's tiny, yeah, and it feels tiny. And I don't know what that on that that Allen Branch sack. Like I don't even know what the hell he was doing. He was like blocking Samalo's ass or something. Like it was so weird. And yeah. and and uh, Branch just ran right up the middle. It was like um, uh, Kelsey is. Uh, Man, I'm I'm officially a little bit worried about Jason Kelsey. Yeah, and that I mean, like none of that kind of went away. You kind of assumed, like, okay, there were some parts of it where you go, all right, maybe that was Chance Warmack, maybe that was you know such and such guy, and you know Isaac Sayomalu. I I thought he had played okay today. Uh, Brandon Brooks didn't have the strongest game tonight either. It was just kind of again that middle of the line that kept trading spots and and look, it, you just like you said, James, the Miami Dolphins front four is nothing to sneeze at, and they're and they're you know they're they're a pretty good unit that. That's, that's coming in there, and it's you know, it, and granted, look, it's their first time being together, but it's not their first time being together, right? You know, so they've been practicing this way. It's just that yes. you know, they're you know, Brandon Brooks has been dealing with injuries, and they didn't keep Jason Peters out there too long, so it's you know, which I'm fine with, right? I mean, it's like totally he's fine. Thirty, he doesn't have to doesn't show need me to be anything there. in a meaningless game, right? So we, uh, you know, so, but still, it's kind of hard to like. A judge is still a lot of what the running backs are doing. And look, people are going to – I, I want to get into Garrett Blunt here for a little bit as well, and people are always going to look at those first couple of runs and go, oh, my God, you know, why are we, why are we hanging on to this guy? It's Garrett Blunt. He's slow. He's doing all that. That's been his career. What you're looking at is what he does. You know, it's a yard here. It's a yard there. And then all of a sudden he pops off 10. Then he pops up eleven, and then one one yard there, two yards there, and then bang, 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 bang. It's you know, it's just it's just how it goes with, uh, and and that's the run that you're going to get. That's why we've been saying for a long time, like Garrett Blunt isn't like a lead back type of thing. He's going to be whatever. I keep using the word situational. I wouldn't even say that. It's just when it's uh, when it's warranted. It's also obvious what's happening there too. I mean, uh, when when we screamed and yelled a lot about don't run blunt to the outside, but you stick him in the middle. Well, the defense knows that's coming. It's not like he's this dynamic runner that's all of a sudden that's going to be like take off and, and, and do a bunch of fun things. Unlike, you know, Smallwood, who we haven't seen throughout 
preseason, but we've definitely seen it practice. Uh, I don't know why people thought that he was ever going to be cut or his job was in the in turmoil or whatever. Uh, Deuce Staley loves this guy. He was practicing really, really well during the joint practices here. It was an extension of basically that. Uh, he wasn't there much, but you know, still showed that he's probably the most dynamic running back uh, on the uh, on the team here, James. Yeah, John. I uh, a few thoughts here. First and foremost, I totally agree with you. That's what I've been saying for for the last week plus, where people have been bugging out about Blunt. That's what he is. And I thought Mayak made a really good point uh, talking about Blunt as well, where it's like. Listen, LeGarrette Blunt, like right now, maybe he might not be Blunt. impressing you That's that much. Is, but when thought- it's cold out and it's November and December mm-hmm. and defenses have to tackle that dude in the third and fourth quarter when he's yeah, been running fun. all up on them all game, like it's no fun. No, you know what I mean? Like, and, and 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 you see a lot of like Najee Good type tackles from tackles <laughs> yeah. from tonight, where he just throws your people just throw their bodies at Blunt, and he just like a Jai did, just bounces right off, like. So, uh, no, I, I think – and you saw it too, like the, the back and forth on the – when they were in tempo, and obviously they, they look great in tempo. Um, but uh, I thought Blunt looked really good when he could get downhill, as, as Mayak was saying and whatnot. Um, and, dude, Smallwood, we, we've been saying – like we're like, listen, sm- they like Smallwood. Like, and everything you hear out of practice and everything you and, and Brandon have been seeing and like people have been tweeting out is that – Smallwood looks like the most talented guy, or at least the most interesting guy. Yeah. So, and I think we saw it tonight. I think, um, you know, again, Mayock on point. Uh, you know, when he was not waxing poetic about some undrafted <laughs> rookie who yeah. who will end up in the CFL, um, I thought he had a, a really good point um, there about Smallwood. How he does need to learn a little patience. Um, you could see that, but he really does have a little bit of a burst. He attacks the hole hard. Like you can see the athleticism is there, and I think. When you think about, obviously, Darren Sproles not being on the field yet, I think that those three guys, um, and we're not big running back by committee people here other than Vince Quinn. Yeah, um, doesn't but work. I, I, I'm with you, and I don't think it works, but I do think that those three guys are all complementary at least. Yeah, absolutely. And the thing is, also, Vince Quinn brought up usually in that argument too, and I kind of agree with it still, and, and it's probably just going to be what it is. Sometimes you have to pick a thing that's going to suck. And the running backs are going to suck, guys. Like, I, and that's listen. That's still without Darren Sproles, who I think will definitely complement the the RBBC type of thing. And listen, I wouldn't be surprised at all. And I know that people probably might be surprised by it. But if they roll with Blunt and Smallwood and Sproles, and they don't have Pumphrey on here, and they don't have uh, Corey Clement on here either, we'll get to them in just a second. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised by that. I really wouldn't. You know, if you want to go find. That extra guard, that extra corner, pass rusher, whatever it is. We talked a little bit about it on the on the preview show there. Uh, I, I still don't know exactly what their what their biggest need as far as like depth goes. You can always bring up a guy like Cord from the practice squad because I don't think anybody's going to snag him. I do think people would snag Donnell Pumphrey. And I tell you what, let's get into that right now, James. Yeah. I don't see it. I, and, and, like, I haven't seen it in practice. I haven't seen it in any preseason game now. And the fact that Corey Clement is still above him and is taking third quarter, most of the third quarter, all the second quarter, and really you don't see Donnell Pumphrey out there until he's going against the threes. And, gang, if we're getting excited about Donnell Pumphrey with a couple of nice runs against the threes, that's a problem. That's not like, oh, okay, there he is. That's a huge problem. 
Uh, and then muffs the punt towards the end. So you're taking away special teams. You're taking away anything that's really dynamic about what he can be in this offense. And listen, I thought he could be a nice little piece in the slot, a guy that's going to have whatever, uh, you know, 150 touches between running the ball and catching the ball. I just don't see it. I think he's more of just he's more of a guy, and there's no game breaking ability that like okay he's got rookie mistakes, but at least he can do this. I haven't seen any of that yet, and I don't know if the Eagles can put him on an active roster spot. Because what are you doing at that point? You know, I I, I don't know. Like, are you really going to say that the sixth wide receiver can't stay because you want to keep Donnell Pumphrey and you want to protect him here? Now, I'm not saying that his he's done and he's over with or whatever, but. And they're probably you know they're going to figure it out. We've 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 gone with the phantom IR uh, theory this entire week from Matt Daring and all of us here. I, that's I think that's now a huge possibility after this game. And I also think that you know if push really comes to shove and you got to move on, then you just you just miss. Sometimes you just miss. And look. I, I, I don't want to kill the kid. I think that there's, you, you, you know, whatever. You can develop after a redshirted year or whatever. Chances aren't that great after that. Um, I don't want to try and overreact to just it's, – it's, it's not just one preseason game I think we're, we're overreacting here to. It's just what we've seen so far altogether. James, I don't think Donnell Pumphrey is, uh, is worthy of a roster spot this season. Here's the thing, John, and and um, I'll, I'll give you the the yin and the yang of it, as it were, um, or as Joe DeCamera would say, the yin and the yang. <laughs> um, I uh, on the one side, uh, I, I agree with everything you said about Pumphrey, at least in the sense that right now he doesn't look ready. Um, I, I, on the flip side, I do think that. There were some positives to take from tonight. He's good in the passing game. He He's a natural way of catching the ball and catching it in movement. Um, I think he attacks the hole hard for someone his size. He seems to take hits well. Um, my big issue is I haven't seen the quickness. Like I haven't yes. seen that kind of like jumps off like like Sproles. Like, like I watched Sproles at Kansas State and I watched Pumphrey and I thought I saw more of it. But I watched Sproles at Kansas State and I remember being like, that dude is super quick. And yep. then he went to the NFL. And I was like, oh, yeah, he's super quick. Still there. Um, yeah. And I haven't seen that with Pumphrey. I'm willing um, uh, to give him time to put on some muscle and some weight and that really can help with with where he's at and um i think maybe he didn't realize how or anybody didn't realize how big a jump it would be for him specifically i guess but um i i also just in terms of the worthy roster spot remember that there there are seven players who do not play each week they are inactive Correct. healthy inactives each week I think that they want Donnell Pumphrey. I think that, look, they're already going to have a miss in the fifth round in Sheldon Gibson. Like, that dude's not making his roster. Correct. So um, I, I think there's no way someone doesn't take a shot on Pumphrey based on what he did in college. Uh, the Eagles obviously traded up for him. Um, I, I think that um, they're not going to take two L's there. I think that they would be willing. Plus, think about it this way. In terms of if you're going to have seven guys inactive like each week, guys who can do different things for you in practice when you're training and whatever and still could also be a backup for Sproles if anything happens, um, but more so can do the like – Pump returns in practice can do yeah. the, you know, little like shifty running backs you're going to face when you're going up against. He can play Chris Thompson. He could be Paul Perkins. He could be those types of guys for you probably better than Clement can. Um, 
So, uh, you know, I don't know. I, I think that there's I, – I still think that while he I agree with the premise, Donnell Pumphrey is not one of the four best running backs on this team right now. Um, I still – I still would be really shocked if they try and squeeze him through the practice squad if they don't either. And I yeah, think Phantom IR is certainly in play. Yeah. Certainly. I just like it's hard like Phantom Iron, it's fun to say that, but like you need at least some kind of injury. Like it's not that easy to just well you know <laughs> I don't know. Alex McAllister literally had nothing left. Yeah, to. you're probably right. I don't know. So I don't know. If he ends up on IR, then we know you could you could definitely phantom yeah, it no matter what when you want. Hey pal, but, your knee's hurting, isn't it? Hurting yeah, real bad. Yeah, okay. Yeah. He's tiny. Uh, yeah, he, <laughs> yeah, he broke something. I sorry. Um so either way, you know, I um I'm not. I think they want to keep him on the roster, so I don't know how it's going to work out. But sure. I would be surprised if they cut him. If yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, and there's. I mean, it's definitely the safer route to go there. They're not going to keep five running backs just to just no. to keep it safe. No. You can. You know. You know. Clement's going to make it to the practice squad, and I think unclaimed at that point. That's what you got to kind of remember too. And he has been impressive. He's done everything right. Um, he looks. Uh, he looks a lot more solid. And I know that if you were just coming in here and you didn't know anything about either one of these guys, you would probably think that Corey is. Uh, you know the the fourth round pick and and you know Pumphrey is the UDFA. Sometimes that's just how it goes, you know, and that's why it's crazy with especially with running backs that you know they're they're they can they tend to be all over the place. And sometimes you you find that guy, but I mean it's not like Corey Clement is also doing something that is overly impressive. He's just doing his assignments, and he had a couple of nice blocks in the, in the in the backfield, and that's something that Pumphrey can't do, and it's just I, you know, in terms of, of ceiling and probably how the Eagles are looking at it, too, it's just like, alright, well, we know this guy is going to be at this level, and and that's pretty much it. If we can develop Donnell Pumphrey for a year, and just kind of see uh, where he is after that, and, and then kind of make a decision there, uh, then we'll have to weigh that out. That's probably going to be still debated. It's amazing that we talked about that all week and it's not going anywhere, you know. There's there's going to be a lot of a lot of phone calls and a a lot of blog posts and uh, a lot of different takes on the running back situation. But overall, just get ready, gang. It's just going to suck. That's it. I mean, like it's, it's, it's not going to be something that you're like, oh yeah, the running game is so good. So uh, the the two things that we worried about in this offseason were the offensive line and the running game to help Carson Wentz. And when you looked at the Eagles situation, you went. Well, I don't want to ever see ever again, you know, Carson Wentz throwing to that garbage that was there last year, and they fixed that. They they got Alshon Jeffrey, they got Torrey Smith, and we'll get to both of those guys in just a second. They drafted Matt Collins, who has been a pretty nice surprise. And I think, look, if the strategy for this Eagles team has to be a little bit up tempo and ditch some of the running game, then you better keep that moving most of the time, and you better be throwing a lot of balls. You better be throwing 35 or 40 times a game and it's, you know, and be ready for some odd odd duck throws from Carson Wentz because those are going to happen and some bad, you know, passes that go off the helmet which are accompanied by really nice, fantastic long bombs to a guy like Tory Smith. Wentz calling for the football takes the snap. He steps up. Here comes the rush. He is going deep. Looking for Torrey Smith. He has it. Touchdown. 
How about some goddamn air yards? One time, can we get excited about that at least? It wasn't all a loss. And yeah, all the little freaking draft Twitter nerds, are, well, it was a little underthrown. Listen, I'll take the touchdown every time when Byron Maxwell fucks up and he's right there sitting pretty for a nice little touchdown. Uh, it was so funny, James, that we had <laughs> that kept coming up for the past couple of days. Like, well, Torrey Smith hasn't been targeted. And I don't know if, uh, if, if Doug was listening, but I was there very thankful that there was a pass down the field that went for a touchdown. It wasn't Alshon Jeffrey, but uh, Torrey Smith, man, he's just been having a fantastic camp. And I'm glad that people got to see a little bit of the burst, even though it was some blown coverage here. John, I have three words for you. Maybe it's four. I don't know. <laughs> We're bad at counting. Air motherfucking yards, John. Yeah, that's, that would be four. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Well, if there's a hyphen, maybe it's three, John. I don't know. Is MF or, is MF or one word? Either I don't way, know. you know what? They can all suck it. And Tory <laughs> Smith, like you said, John, like, like he still got that burst, man. Like, it was totally a blown coverage, but he was going to be open either way. Like, uh, that the underthrow might have mattered a little bit if, uh, if you know, the coverage weren't blown, but it wasn't, and that wasn't the situation. And it wasn't barely underthrown. It's like, you know, come on. Uh, but Smith, you know, <laughs> he showed he showed the reason he's here. Like, not only does he have that burst, but you know, he's not Deshaun Jackson quite in terms of obviously the speed skill or the tracking in the air. But he's really good at tracking those deep balls. Like he's good at that. Like Absolutely. you know, so um, he's good at keeping you know whatever he needs to do to get where the ball is and, and get in the right position to make the catch and keep his momentum moving forward. And uh, it was great to see, man. And then to see the Alshon stuff, you know, basically just a drive that was basically two big plays to Alshon for the most part was was awesome. And and Alshon on that little like inside slant route is just going to be unstoppable it this is. season. Like. Um, so yeah. And I thought Wentz looked really good. Like it was hard. I felt like it was terrifying to watch. Like he, the, like that D line was just in his face every single place. So it was like, gosh, like yeah. ah, enough, get him out of there. I was so happy. Like I've never, here's the thing. I fucking hate Matt McGloin. I hate him with <laughs> passion. And, and I was, I've never been happier to see him come in. Cause I was like, get Wentz the hell out of yeah. there. Like that They're was done. crazy. So yeah, it was amazing. before the show that we were talking there. You know, Howard Eskin had come on. I think what is it? The midday yeah, show for on you the today? Midday show. He said today. He said that you know he expects Wentz to play into the third quarter, which obviously is something the team would have given to Howard. I'm sure. You know, not they're not going to like set how he's the you know their yeah. sideline reporter. Um. So and not and that's not like a huge scoop. It's a preseason game. You yeah, know, it's yeah. not that big a deal. Like, but um. So it clearly, I think, John altered their plans. The O line's awful pass protection altered their plans and they said you know fuck it it's not worth it yeah yeah because and why would you you know he got hit pretty hard oh it's the right call yeah yeah it was it was definitely the right call i thought that was the best thing even though you know that's what the the warm-up is for look you you (laughs) you acknowledged it and you got uh you got two touchdowns out of the deal and one was from our favorite friend alshon jeffrey slot to the near side wentz looks fires complete jeffrey touchdown Quick slam. And it wasn't like anything that was overly impressive. See, I, you know, James said he thought he went had a really good game. I thought he played fine. I thought it was. I thought it was okay. Well, I didn't. I, I, I thought he was fine too. I didn't say I had a really good game. I just <laughs> okay. I, I, maybe I'm I sorry. You. Just to clarify, yeah. I, I was saying I I liked the Alshon drive and um you know the, yeah, last the drive Smith was real good. Was fun. 
But, I, you know, it was hard to judge because he would just had so much pressure in his face all game. But I, I'm with you. I don't think he was, like, terrific or anything. Yeah, the first throw, um, you know, I don't know what happened there. It looked like he just threw it away again, and people kind of overreacted to that. But just, you know, I, the, the problems I, I had with Wentz, if I'm going to – I wouldn't even call it nitpicking. I just think it is It is what it is. Like I think there are times when he's still looking to make a play and he just needs to get to the next one. I don't think he's quite there yet, and probably he'll learn that. Hopefully he'll learn that through uh, the course of this season of like you're holding, you're holding, you're holding, you're trying to wait for this guy to come open or that guy to come open, and it is way more important as you know he's shown because he took a sack in, in through there, and there's a couple of times where – you know, he almost he almost fumbled. And look, the the impro- uh, uh, when he was improving and doing that on the when he tripped over his own feet and then found her, it's like that stuff's awesome. I don't I don't want anybody to ever tell Wentz to stop doing any of that stuff or play it safe there or whatever. That's what's going to make him uh, a great quarterback in this league, and I still f- uh, firmly believe that. But just holding on to the ball, uh, you know, uh, trying to make uh, make something that's that's really not there anyway, and at most it's going to be good enough for two or three yards. Just you know, move on to the next play and that's one of the things that I uh, I think this the rookie part is is still in him when I've when I've noticed that throughout the preseason but other than that I mean especially on that touchdown that I, you're right James that's going to be we've said that for a while now there's no one that's going to be able to cover that slant no one is going to be able to do that and I thought he did such an impressive job of holding the corner there just for that extra half a second to allow Jeffrey to get into that window, and then bang. Then it's just an easy throw right in between uh, that window and walks in for the touchdown. Uh, if, if that needed any more you know, reassurance, uh, I think tonight once again, and, and he's always – that's the other thing too. I, I think he's looking for him all the time. And granted, that's gonna be that's gonna be a good thing moving forward too. But um, I, I just think that connection is is there. I don't think there's gonna be hitches or chemistry issues or whatever. Uh, Carson Wentz to Alshon Jeffrey. Are you feeling the vibe? And maybe even in your fantasy leagues, there, James. Oh yeah, I, Alshon's been criminally underrated in fantasy, big time. Big time. I'll talk about it this week in fantasy coming back Monday, Johnny. That's right. Uh, and Sigmund Bloom going to be with me all season, which is awesome. Beautiful. Um, but but um, I, I'm feeling it. If you go back and watch the catch, like the thing that I love is just the definitive hands catch that Alshon makes. He's just wide open, like Absolutely. you know, like in terms of like as close to the end zone as he is. You know, a couple yard separation from everybody, and he just he snatches that ball out of the air. Like go back and watch. It. I love it. Like just snatches it out of the air. Um, but to, with the one thing, one other thing we forgot to mention um, in terms of something he absolutely has to get better at, and he's done it a few times. We talked about it last season, like on that interception that tipped up in the air where. Yes. Uh, Jordan Phillips, I think it is that the super athletic defensive tackle um, was running it back. Like I know they didn't try and tackle. He just like dove. You throw that pick, run to your fucking side, <laughs> run away. Like dude, <laughs> yeah. run away. Like do, I'm sorry. Like that was such an awful decision. And I know he didn't like go all out, but like it was an awful. Like who knows what can happen? You're putting yourself in arms way. Like that was bad, Johnny. That's something. And I'm sure Peterson. Peterson's good with that stuff. So I'm sure he will get on him about that. But like, man, that was bad, Johnny. Yeah, it was. Uh, it was bad, especially in a preseason game. Especially oh, yeah, in exactly. a preseason like, game. If you're like going for like the NFC yeah. Championship, sure, try and make the tackle, Carson. I get it, but like, like it's a fucking preseason game. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Coach Peterson is uh, heading to the podium right now, so we'll keep you updated if he says anything 
groundbreaking, maybe even regarding any of the play. And actually, can if you're uh, watching on Facebook right now, you can see Doug's Doug's pretty little face right there as I yeah, wave and shake right my pain at him. What, uh, what do you think of the visor, real quick? The visor, visor game was good. You know, I yeah, I think it was right. good. Solid. Yeah, sorry, do you think it's like a, a little f you to Chip? Uh, no, I think he had that coming into the league. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> I did think with the Chip thing though. I tweeted. I thought half kidding, but. It is funny how much better they are when they're going tempo. It's like maybe they should be doing a little more Listen, chip style I, I, offense. I, I joined the morning show this morning. That's exactly what I said. I said, "Look, yeah, man, right? If he's good at that, and and you can do that throughout, you know, take it so one series on, one series off, and then just kind of switch it up and put it in there whenever you feel like you you need to do that, then go for it." So, uh, I, I, yeah, I, I like I like the movement part of Wentz's game. I like that. You know, I I think he feels more comfortable uh, in that regard until you know he gets used to everything else uh, that's happening through here. And speaking of... And real quick, I think it also helped the O-line because they were having so much trouble blocking absolutely. for extended periods of times to be like, bang, 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 bang. I think that really helped the O-line, and, and obviously it showed. Especially on the slant, too. I mean, he had plenty of time to, to look yep. that all that stuff down, and yeah, yeah, keep them on their toes if it's if it's not great. You know, just like, I mean, I I'm not saying go run the veer or anything like that, but you know, go <laughs> go simplify it a little bit for him and just go... A Statue of Liberty play, Johnny. Yeah, a little Statue of Liberty, and uh, uh, just, just keep throwing it out, Sean. You know the the main safety blanket that's there. Uh, it, you know, and, and speaking of that, we got our first taste of Derek Barnett starting tonight, which was nice. Um, uh, in 17 steps, didn't really notice him. Uh, I think according to some folks, I forgot the tweet like flashed across uh, my eyes on the timeline. Uh, 17 snaps, no pressures, no hurries, no sacks, no whatever. But on the on the Vinnie Curry strip, where <laughs> I mean Tunsil just looked. Awful uh, on that play where the strip side. What was that? Like, I don't he, know what like, that was. Didn't even, like, he, like, touched him, and Vinny just, like, walked past him. Yeah, the uh, the D-line. It wasn't anything impressive for Vinny. I was like, I wanted to be super impressed yeah. with Vinny, but it was just, like, so ordinary. <laughs> yeah, the guy, the, uh, but uh, between him and Fletcher Cox, and that whole first uh, unit did, I, I, I think, a fantastic job. You're starting to see, like, the ebb and flow of Fletcher Cox and Timmy Jernigan. Not so much of Timmy Jernigan tonight, but um, I don't think there's any issues with Fletcher Cox not showing up to OTAs and not doing, you know, whatever James Seltzer wants him to do <laughs> with putting butter on his toast in a certain way or any of that. Like, Fletcher Cox has always been the same player. He showed it a lot tonight. I can tell that he's hungry. He looks a little leaner this year. Oh, you can tell. Yeah, You're he looks like a little fired up. On Fletcher Cox's hungry levels. Yeah, I can. I, I feel the, you know, I, I just, what I do in the locker room is I just go right up to his belly and just put my ear to it. I'm like, oh, yeah, <laughs> that man is hungry, and he uh, he seems like that. So, uh, yeah, I mean, just just a great performance from from them early on, and I, I know that they kind of struggled in there with uh, with Jay Ajay and, uh, you know, bursting through there. And, uh, and uh, I guess we can talk about Ronald Darby a little bit here, too, because there's a lot of people that just immediately went, well, there there it is. That's what uh, that's what I was talking about. He's not that great of a corner, all right? Uh, and I don't think he played that bad. I mean, he, you know, he had a nice uh, pass breakup to, uh, to uh, start off the game. And then, you know, Devontae Parker made him eat his lunch. You got to tip your hat. You know, it's like he mistimed the jump, but – he was there, you know, step for step with them the entire way, and that's the difference between six three and five ten, you know. So yeah, and and that's what happened in practice against Alshon Jeffrey. Sometimes Devontae Parker is open when he's not, and that's the same thing with Alshon Jeffrey and those other tall guys that are happening there. Sometimes you just got to tip your cap, and that's one of those situations there, James. Yeah, ex you're exactly right, John. Like 
Devontae Parker is 6'3", and Ronald Darby's 5'10", and we saw it play out. Like, yeah. that's and, and you know what? Like, credit when due. Mr. Mister uh, might be back on the Marlboro Reds' Jay Cutler. Yeah. He looked, that was an awesome throw. Pass. God like, damn. Like, literally could not have put the ball any more perfectly. And, and uh, you know, Devontae went up and got it. Like, it's five inches. That's like yeah. – a, a lot. lot, you know, it's it's significant. And on the on the pass interference, like, look, like it was pass interference. It was a little ticky tack. I actually thought Darby made a nice play on the ball. Um, you know, if he had just kept that right arm down, like in the back area instead of by the shoulder pads, they definitely wouldn't have called it. And um, yeah. you know, it's fine. I, I'm not worried at all about Darby. Uh, literally zero. You know, again preseason and. Sometimes, you know, like, look, he's athletic. He's, he can get there. Sometimes being a 5'10 corner can be a disadvantage. Uh, you know, it yeah, happens. And, and that's probably why he – honestly, that's why he wasn't a first-round pick because his hands are small and he's too short. You know, yep. I mean, it's just sometimes you just got to deal with those things. But, again, his athleticism makes up for a lot of that. And, you know, he's going to make plays as much as those things are going to happen. And it's probably going to be a 50-50 in between of that. You know, I if you had an expectation of this guy being like an ultimate shutdown corner coming into uh, this system, it's not. It's just exciting because he's far and above better than anything that was here and he's an automatic – uh, CB1, and I still think he's uh, better at his position than Jordan Matthews was. Not that that's the ultimate prize in this thing because they gave up a third rounder for him. But yeah, on that, even on that, I don't know. I thought it was pretty, I thought it was a good flag. I thought it was a righteous flag for the once. I think I kind of semi agreed with the with the refs. I mean, his hand was around oh, it was a Landry's penalty. neck. It was a penalty. You it know, was definitely and it was a penalty. A, and it was a nice move by Landry. And look, they know what his moves are. You know, it's the Dolphins. He was with Buffalo last, great point, last time. So, And you can make the same argument, well, then why why didn't Buffalo, like, eat him up and chew him up? Well, because Anquan Bolden was there, and he made Anquan Bolden retire. So it's just, you know, it's 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 a little differences. And, you know, Miami's got a fantastic uh, wide receiving core, and I thought they did a fantastic job throughout practice this entire time. And that's probably why we're not really freaking out about it too much. But yeah, I would say it's fair to say he struggled tonight and uh, you'll just have to see what happens in week one with uh, a couple more extra weeks of practice before you know they head down to Washington, which by the way, Lane Johnson guaranteed a win down there. What's up with that? <laughs> I want to touch on that for a second. Lane, Dude, shut your mouth, just man. Just stop talking, man. You know, it's shut just... your mouth. You were suspended 10 games yeah. last year. Shut your mouth. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I couldn't believe that that came out, and then they had that kind of performance there. So hope you're right, Lane. Hope you're right. Otherwise, it's going to be a lot of uh, a lot of phone calls that me and James don't want to deal with uh, throughout there. But, uh, yeah, I mean – uh, for the most part here, James, I, I, I Najee Good when I when I called him serviceable on the preview show, maybe maybe even that was a little bit of an overstep here. Is I, I don't know is is uh, is Michael Kendricks the uh, defensive preseason uh, you know whatever uh, new award that we're going to come up like he has literally been around in the right place at the right time this entire preseason. And uh, it's pretty insane that Michael Kendricks, one, makes plays, and two, people think he's gotten better. Like, this is the year that he comes and breaks out. I think this is great for having tape on him. Obviously, I still think it's in the the Eagles' best interest to kind of hold on to him because if you notice as the game kind of went on, um, you know, that that linebacker talent issue that we we talked about on the previous show – 
definitely showed up, and the speed, and despite a nice hit from Gruje Hill uh, on the special teams unit tonight, uh, there's just there's not a lot there. But what do you think of of this uh, this Michael uh, Kendrick's resurgence here, pal? Well, John, first and foremost, it's not just the defensive MVP. He is the new preseason MVP. It's a very uh-huh. prestigious award. It's been voted on. Ooh, uh, it's, ooh, it's real, been... real quickly, uh, the uh, Michael Kendricks has declined to talk about anything today. That's coming from Martin Frank. Interesting uh, yeah. that that happens because they're at home. And usually if it was an away game, that's a different thing. But I don't know. Anyway, uh, moving on. Go ahead, James. Yeah, well, look, I was about to say I, I think you keep him. Um, but, you know, that's the guy <laughs> I think we were like, ooh, is he getting traded or yeah, whatever? Yeah, but um, I, I think you keep him. I think at this point, like like you said, especially Nate Gary getting hurt tonight, hurt the hamstring. Who knows how long that will yeah. last. Um, I like Rouge Hill. You know, he shows some, some fight and stuff, but they are really woefully deficient at that position. I think unless you're going to really change the defense around and, and play two linebackers yeah. and more – defensive backs or something like that or hybrids or whatever uh like play terrence brooks more or or graham or someone who can play <laughs> um, you know um so uh I, I don't know um i i i think at this point look i don't know if kendrick let's put it this way maybe kendrick's goes out and plays like this because he's playing for a job next season yeah. he wants someone to trade for him whatever so um, I think Kendricks is motivated right now. We're seeing that for sure. He's coming out in preseason like we've never seen him in preseason for sure. Um, so, you know, I'd like to see, uh, you know, I'd like to see them keep him and, and him show some fucking effort during the yeah. regular season as yeah, well. Be nice. uh, <laughs> that would be nice. You know, that would be nice, right? I think it is a little telling, though, that and Brandon pointed that out, too. It's just like, it, you know, why why is he still playing with the threes and the twos and like yeah, the, the mix point. of those guys? It's kind of like, all right, if they pull, like, listen. They pulled everybody off in that first quarter. Everybody. Uh, but they left Michael Kendricks on. And again, maybe it's because they don't really have anybody play that position. Although, real quick, shouts to my man, Don Cherry, Diamond Level Tracer on the Overwatch, who had a nice interception tonight. The uh, local product from Villanova. Hat tip uh, to him there. And yeah, I, I have no idea either, man. I don't know what they're going to do uh, with uh, Michael Kendricks, but I think this is still brewing. And again, I think if the right thing comes along, they're obviously going to uh, take that deal and move on from him. But for the time being, uh, it's uh, it's nice to see uh, good Michael Kendricks, even if it's just preseason, even does matter. Oh, and by the way, uh, I know it gets pointed out pretty much all the time, but why is it that when things are good, it's just the preseason, and when things are bad, that's somehow an implication of what's happening through the rest of the season? Like, no matter what, oh, it's bad and it means everything, but if it's good, it means nothing. That's such a crazy thing that happens throughout the preseason. Take everything, everything, good or bad, uh, with a with a grain of salt here, but I will I will stick with the good and not Najee Good because we we mentioned that already. Just a, just not a great night. Yeah, for he's him. the good bad. Oof. Yeah, he's the good the bad, bad all good. the time. That's the bad it. good. Yeah, uh, I think um, Chris Long has had a very very impressive yes. preseason, and he is. That, that- my guy I was going to bring it up. Absolutely. James, he's a pro's pro. He sets the edge. He doesn't get fooled. He makes a, a lot of great plays. What did you think of Chris Long's performance tonight? 100% with you, John. I thought he was terrific, man. I think he's all over the place, and he's always in the right place at the right time. Like you said, he's always setting the edge. He's always, um, you know, in position. I, I don't like – uh, he doesn't. He looks great too, John. Don't you think? Considering like, yeah. you know, age. What we, I think a lot of people saw the Chris Long signing and were like, oh, you know, it's like a a, a depth guy. Like, I think Chris Long's gonna play a lot and yeah, be he is. an effective piece of this defense. Absolutely. You know, if he's already getting, if he's like, 
you know, he was the next guy up in practice uh, with the starters there when Brandon Graham was out. He took his spot right away, duh, because he was, you know, <laughs> he was second on the <laughs> on the on the on the depth chart there. But yeah, I mean, like getting in there and uh, with him in fresh legs, like it's it's still there. He's got uh, a lot of nice moves, and it's like such a big difference between seeing a guy like you know. Him and uh, him and Connor Barwin, or him and uh, even Vinny Curry at times, you know, because it's consistent and it's there, and you know he's going to be there. Uh, and I don't know if, um, yeah, I don't know what's, what what is eventually going to happen, but um, you know, I think that you know Vinny's still going to be your starter, and until he's proven to to kind of get yanked, then then they're just going to kind of go with that rotation, and that's why you're right, James. I think Chris Long's going to be a, a big part of of the rotation. You're also your good friend now. And there's some of the people suggesting in the, uh, in the Facebook chat room right now, the Jalen Watkins, uh, welcome, oh, welcome back to the team. Jalen Watkins. Oh, no. He's made it as your sixth corner, not as your no! safety, but as your sixth corner. And honestly, um, I, I don't think uh, I have a great argument of why he shouldn't be there because yeah, I know CJ Smith, and, Smith is ooh, like the slowest boy, oh, quarterback boy. I've ever seen yeah. in my life. Like he is slow, and it's unfortunate. It's unfortunate. That's what I'm saying. Whatever. It's the sixth corner. If you're down to that anyway, it's a yes. it's a huge deal. So uh, I just wanted to give uh, James an extra extra pat on the back there because you mean an extra needle in my belly. <sighs> yeah, thing exactly. Here. He stays. The Florida bias is there. Um, I thought besides uh, what was it? Uh, oh shoot, who is the who is the fast uh, fast? Uh, Grant. Grant. That's right, Jakeem Grant. There it is. Thank you. I want him. Yeah, he was fast, man. Besides the, uh, I mean, Rizzo Douglas definitely should have had. And he was playing some sort of well. He, he was playing the right kind of off coverage there, and he just kind of uh, he didn't read it exactly right. He stepped up uh, thinking that you know I think he was going to break to the outside of the sideline, and then he ended up going in. It was a nice little uh, like fake uh, you know combo route that was in there to kind of clear space and get that in there. Uh, Rizul, Bad tackling yeah, in there though. Razul should have had him there. I know people are going to be like, oh, it's you know it's Terrence Brooks's uh, you know the, the guy in space there. I think he was trying to hold up a little bit because. It looked like it was going to be helmet to helmet, but yep. neither of those guys finished the tackles, and you're not catching up with that guy. But overall, again, I thought Razul Douglas had a, another impressive performance. Um, and uh, you know, he's he's reading and reacting to all the right things, and I think it's just you know the experience, the time, the whatever to kind of get him in there. And I still firmly believe that you will see him um, maybe over Jalen Mills at some point this season. I think that's how good he is. And uh, yeah, what do you think of uh, of Razul tonight, there, James? Yeah, I felt the same way. I thought, you know, I, the the miss tackle was bad, uh, but or not miss tackle, just poor tackling yeah. um, was bad. But I thought for the most part he played well. Like I said, you know, the only cornerback who really stood out from a, a bad perspective for me was C.J. Smith, who just looked yeah. really slow. And I know Grant's fast, but he just yeah. looked really slow a couple times uh, tonight. But uh, yeah, otherwise, I, I think, um, you know, I think it's going to be interesting to see how they kind of, I mean, look, Versoul's making the team one way or the other, and I think, right. like you said, I, I think he needs to get, I think it's good that they don't have to start him right away, and he's going to get a chance to um, kind of continue to grow, but, uh, you know, it, look, he's an injury away from being a starting quarterback in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, that's right, and he needs to be ready for that, and I think he'll step in uh, nicely here. Not a lot of comments on the Twitter.com from uh, Peterson. Uh, some uh, nice things from Carson Wentz coming in right now. Um, Carson said that uh, some of the sacks – 
that were happened that were on him, and he says he's got to get rid of the ball quicker. That's something we mentioned earlier. Uh, Wentz pointed out to the tempo offense as a heavy contributor to the 93-yard touchdown drive. Woo! That's right. Tempo, 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 baby. Uh, don't get rid of it, uh, you know, and don't abuse it either. Just cuddle up to it and whisper it into your how much you love it. Uh, Wentz said that the uh, deep pass to Torrey Smith was by design. Uh, caught the safety flat-footed, and then they gave his uh, wide receiver a shot to go make the play. So uh, we had said blown coverage, but you know, good. I mean, then then that's uh, that's even better if you're if you're confusing the safety and, and where he's going to go through there. So uh, some comments uh, in there from that. Not my proudest moment trying to make that tackle. Quote. Uh, he kind of tiptoed right over me. Uh, yeah, but just like James said, just get the hell out of there and and, and don't do that. So, uh, I think um, you know th- throughout that there wasn't a ton that kind of stuck out, other than uh, you know we we had talked about Pumphrey Kendricks and his pick six. Uh, well, that the one play that C.J. Smith did make that was uh, that was all due because of of uh, of C.J. Smith there. And um, oh yeah, but I forgot to bring up. We I think that it's going to be the point where someone. I'm not going to say who Matt Daring might owe two gentlemen that are that are talking into microphones right now some motherfucking cheese sticks because You're damn uh, right because uh, although I will say I will say in fairness to Matt that Alex McAllister did have a very nice game and I I, I but unfortunately I just don't think that they are going to go okay that's good enough and we will go over to uh we, we yeah we're just going to give it to Alex McAllister just because you're younger and we can we can work with you. I still think Steven means business there James and I still yes. think he's locked up that uh, that 50 end spot tonight. Totally agree with you. I think you know I, I I felt very confident when we made the bet. I feel even more confident now. Yeah, absolutely. Uh I think that we might have uh, uh, BLG maybe even uh, be able to call in as he's texting me right now. He just got out of both press conferences. Maybe we can ask him uh, some questions heading into there. Uh, some uh, injury updates. Uh, it happened late. I don't know if anybody, everybody caught it. And again, uh, maybe another reason why uh, Kendrick's deal won't won't uh, move anytime fast. Nate Gary. Who I thought looked okay today um, had uh, got pulled up with a hammy, so we'll have to get an update on that. Um, I uh, yeah, I, I think that it, uh, we only saw Dane Evans for five minutes, and I still can't figure out why. Uh, I was uh, I'm still pining for Nick Foles. I doubt that they run him in uh, in the fourth preseason game, which means that uh, that Jets game is going to be hellacious. Like, I was talking about this, James, with the rest of the crew here uh, as we were getting ramped up for this thing. I can't remember uh, – um I don't, and, and, it, and it's still an important football game because you're trying to figure out basically who the last five guys are here. Uh, but I, I th- is it going to be one of the worst fourth preseason games that you you're going to be able to witness in like the last five years here, James? Because I I have I can't think of a of a worse setup right now, and it's nothing to do with the Eagles. It's just the Jets four string. I can't imagine what that's going to look like in a week here. It might go down as the worst NFL football game ever played <laughs> yes. at any time in yes. the history of the sport. Oh, my. Like, honestly, I think we should put a poll out to our listeners to see if they want us to do a postgame show afterwards. Because yeah. I don't think we I, should. I don't want I don't want to. Like, I don't want to have to talk about it. It's going to be so awful. I want to be able to, like, watch some of it and then, like, pay attention, <laughs> like, only, like, sparingly. You know, like, oh, it sounds so awful. It really does. 
Yeah, absolutely it does. Uh, I uh, James, I want you to promote uh, some of the fantasy stuff a little more because I, in our WIP fantasy draft, might have taken Torrey Smith late because I, I had a hunch that he was going to be a very valuable wide receiver to, uh, uh, not a wide receiver to in terms of fantasy, sorry, in terms of a number two wide receiver on an NFL football team. And maybe he would nice be a nice complimentary wide receiver for flex type of deal on a bye week. What is Torrey Smith's upside on uh, fantasy-wise here? I'm curious what you think on that. Well, I think it depends on your league. Uh, you know, I think the problem with your pick was that we're in a PPR league. I think yeah. Smith has more value in a standard league where you can kind of insert him in and hope for those big plays. I don't think he's going to be a lot of catch, lot of targets type of guy. Um, but still, I do think that he has sneaky value. I, um, I'm not like crazy bullish. I'm not drafting <laughs> him personally. I don't think in 12 team leagues I'd rather – Generally in the range, he's going to take a, a shot on someone who might have a larger target share, like yeah. even someone on a bad team like a Robbie Anderson or something. But I still like Tory uh, Smith, and I like the upside there. Look, we saw it tonight. Like He's certainly the type of guy, like you said, is a bi-week villain who – you got a boomer bust. You can put him in as a bye week fill, and maybe you get you know two long touchdowns, and and you know it's it's freaking amazing, you know. So I think uh, I, I certainly think there are worse ways to use a roster spot, but I'm also not you know. Uh, but but I on the to what we were saying before, I think Alshon is being criminally underdrafted. Like even in our draft, the WIP draft we did a PPR league, no less. Like he went like third, fourth round, and and it was like it felt crazy to me that he was in even like a what should be a somewhat at least a homer in the room type yes of thing. yeah um, crazy. and he went way too late so i um i would have taken him but ty hilton was on the board and i i just i had to listen to my rankings even though it'd be more fun to own alshon but i couldn't i couldn't believe how long he lasted yeah, absolutely. And and uh joining us right now uh via the phone down at the link, the one and the only, uh, the Hefe in charge of this whole shebang is Mr. Brandon Lee Gatton. Brandon, what's happening, buddy? How are you? I'm doing all right. What's going on, guys? Uh well, uh we've had a we've had a very entertaining crowd here on the Facebook Live and also people looking or listening on Mixler and uh we're happy you could join us. But so did we uh, just real quick, because we were just going through the timeline right there. Did Doug or Carson say anything of of interest and or uh, note this evening? Not really. I think <laughs> not to uh, to, to kind of just disappoint there, but uh, <laughs> mostly kind of just short and sweet for the most part. You know, after a win, somehow sometimes that's how it tends to be. I think you know, a lot of questions about the offensive line. Doug kind of downplayed that. Said, you know, we still haven't been really game planning. Game planning. The pressure they got was on the blitz, but he said they they still need to be better there. Uh, nothing too new and noteworthy. Uh, we were talking. Obviously, we started off the show with uh, about Pumphrey and about Clement and about how they're going to handle that running back situation. Um, James and I are kind of kind of seeing eye to eye. We just kind of disagree a little bit on how they're going to resolve this thing. Does Donnell Pumphrey have an active roster spot? And you know what, what's going to happen with uh, with this running back situation? Yeah, it's a really good question. I mean, there's so many things up in the air. Um, Smallwood has to be locked. I mean, he looked pretty good tonight. He's probably their best rusher. Um, I know a lot of people might want to say Corey Clement is, but I, <laughs> I don't think that's the case. I think Clement has obviously played well in the preseason. I still think he's kind of just of a just a guy. You know, he's not doing anything incredibly well. I mean, that that doesn't mean he's terrible. There's, that's fine. But 
he might actually make it because, you know, look, Donald Humphrey has really not shown a lot. Uh, I think, you know, he, he posted some okay numbers tonight, especially as a receiver, but still, uh, he muffed the punt. I just don't think you can really trust him. If he, Even if he makes the team, he's not going to be active on game day. He's probably your fourth running back. Um, it's And who knows if he even makes the team for 100% because, again, he just doesn't look fully ready. Uh, this Eagles running back position is a huge concern, and it's so frustrating because we talked about it all off season that especially me, you know, that was a huge need. Yep. And they didn't do a lot. They went into the draft in a draft class that was very talented at running back. And they got a guy who, you know, assuming Pumphrey even works out best case scenario, he's really only a part-time player. Correct. So it's kind of a frustrating spot to be in. Which means it's Saquon Barkley time. No, not going to do that. <laughs> but uh, yeah, it's just, it, it's frustrating. And some people even kind of pointed out too, like, you know, James, we didn't even really get into this. Byron Marshall at the end still looked like he had that nice spring in his step for the, he did from last year. So I don't know. I, uh, uh, it's, it's, I, I think that's going to be, no matter what happens, probably the most surprising thing for everybody. Cause we don't know what's going to happen. We honestly don't know what's going to happen. Yeah, no, I think it's certainly like, Coming down to the wire as the most intriguing, interesting uh, roster spot battle, especially because it's always the the you know skill positions that get the most focus in these types of situations. And then you've got the undrafted local yep. kid who grew up an yep. Eagles fan who's played <laughs> better. And then you've got the kid who they traded up for in the fourth round who also you know had the most yards in the fucking history of college football. So like. <laughs> It's uh, it's a yeah. really it's a it's a very intriguing you know bottom of the rosters type of battle you know you don't usually have you know we're usually talking about like uh, you know uh, offensive lineman A versus offensive lineman B who's right. hopefully never going to see the field. This is a really interesting battle. Yeah, and and we're gonna you know it's and we're all gonna fight about it. That's the truth. You know, Brandon Barrett, I see you in there. You should have taken – see, we're already complaining about it. You should have took Cohen over Mac. You know, and everybody – that's everybody's, like, go-to take now because, like, oh, you could have gotten Mac Collins later. And you know what? You're probably right. You're probably right at some point. Or maybe maybe that, you know, it ends up that Sidney Jones is absolutely stunning and Razul Douglas ends up being okay and, you know, miss that on Kareem Hunt, who's a – Absolute starter, whatever. But that's that's what happens when you know we're when just remember that we all said in the off season and before the draft, this team desperately needs wide receivers and it desperately needs corners, and they went out and got both of those things. And just like we were saying earlier, you're gonna have to choose one thing that you're gonna suck at. But two to to BLG's point, you know, that's one of the things that I think keeps getting ignored in this franchise. And, you know, the whole like, well, no one really needs a running back until they need a running back or it's not that valuable until you're in a position like this when you're just kind of like, man, oh, man. Uh, and, and BLG, we'll, we'll wrap things up here, but I wanted to get your take on the offensive line here, too. You know, there are a lot of people saying like, hey, you know, give it a rest. It's their first game uh, all together. But, you know, they've been practicing for a while in OTAs in the summer and, and things like that. It just it didn't ease my concerns heading into the season. But uh, what do you think of their performance overall? Yeah, I want to get into the running backs right before I get to that, John, because I had one more thought on that. Sure. Um, it's funny how like people go every year. Some some of these people who don't want the Eagles to draft a running back high will be like, "Don't draft a running back high. You can just get one anywhere." And then yet every single year recently, the Eagles can't find a running back, and exactly. it's like, "Well, that's kind of a problem." Um, <laughs> but yeah, getting back to the offensive line. Well, and, and real thing, quick on that yeah, too, and 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 just to. Sure. 
put an exclamation point on that because everybody points to the Seattle Seahawks. And guess what, guys? The Seattle Seahawks are really fucking good at finding guys in the seventh round and UDFAs and wherever they are and CJ Procise and like they're good at it. 31 other teams aren't, <laughs> you know, like you can, and and it shows all the time. Oh, like, Belichick too. Yeah. yeah oh, and Belichick. Cause it, well, and it doesn't matter. Cause Malcolm he's, freaking cause Butler. Got, Cause he's got like Tom that. fucking Brady and it doesn't right, matter, right, you know, but still right. Exactly. But yeah. Yeah. BLG offensive line. What are you thinking? Yeah. Offensive line, not super encouraging. I'm I'm still not pushing the panic button because I want to see how it looks in real games, obviously. Mm-hmm. And let's give some credit to the Dolphins here. I mean, like Cameron Wake's still pretty good, even though he's getting up there in age. Like, I've obviously, heard that. Sue is really good. Yeah. So it's not like they went up a good bunch against just like nobodies and like got dominated. So, you know, let's kind of keep that in perspective. Um, again, I'm not too, too worried there. And even if, even if the offensive line isn't great, it's not like I want to see Carson have, have to dodge a bunch of people. But I mean, boy, like he can. Just that, you know, people talk about that touchdown throw tonight to Torrey Smith. And some people are like, oh, it's just a blown coverage. Like, look, it doesn't matter. He had a guy in his face bearing down on him, and he yep. still stepped up, and he made that throw. And one last thing I want to touch on before you guys let me go is Ronald Darby because, man, people are overreacting Big to time. Ronald Darby's performance tonight. Like, are you kidding me? Like, first of all, the first throw he gives up, like, he might have mistimed it maybe, like, half a second. But, like, come on. Like, that's just a really hard play. Like, he was right there. It's just the ball was like a couple inches higher than him. He's a five ten corner going up against a six three six four wide receiver. Like the offensive players get paid too. Like that's just a really good play. I'm not looking at that play and be like, oh no, Ronald Darby sucks. And then the <laughs> same thing uh, with the pass interference call, which I think was kind of tacky. Maybe it's a flag. I still think it's debatable. I don't think it's like, oh, that's a terrible play. And even on that play, the good thing you can take away from that is he got beat badly on a Real double bad. move deep, but yep. then he just made up that gap really quick with that closing speed that we saw. So, I mean, I'd rather see that than just him get flat out burned. Um, so I think people are way, way overreacting to the Ronald Darby stuff. Oh, yeah, because you can, can you imagine if that was any other corner on this team, if that was Patrick Robinson or Razul or – or uh, you know, or Jalen Mills, they, they wouldn't be close. They don't have that closing speed. It would have been a wide open touchdown. So he take the flag, and yeah, they score. They score relatively quickly. I think it was on the next play. But yeah, I, I, I we we both agree. BLG Darby's going to be great, and uh, you're going to be great because uh, you got a lot of uh, things to write. So we will uh, we'll leave you to it, my friend. Thanks for checking in, buddy. Thanks, guys. Make sure you check Love out BleedingGreenNation.com. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, BLG. Uh, yeah, check out all the articles again on uh, BleedingGreenNation.com. And uh, James, I think we'll just uh, wrap things up there, bud. Any uh, any last uh, final thoughts as we're rolling out here? Yes. Uh, it's a very serious thought. We have a real oh, issue within time. the BGN radio family. Uh, I have just learned tonight on Twitter that our very own Vince Quinn, who we all love, is a wonderful man, very yes. smart, very interesting, uh, a very different quirky. perspective on the world. Exactly yeah. what I love. Um, but he is a fan of the wave. Um, oh, and no. I don't think that can stand. Like, I, and the I, Eagles like, fans I were doing like, the wave tonight, which was annoying. I feel like we have to like sit down with him and have yeah. a real conversation about this because it really, frankly, it worries me, John. So that's my final <laughs> thought. A, a prayer. Prayers for Vince Quinn. Yes. Uh, hopefully he can learn the error of his ways. Yeah, I hope so, too. And uh, I just want to thank again uh, Clip It. It is the hottest app that is out there. It is live television in the palm of your hand as I'm showing you guys right now on Facebook, and it is literally, like I said, it's live TV. You can go to any 
channel just from the uh, the palm of uh, your hand there. That's ABC. That's, you know, A&E. It's all in nice, wonderful alphabetical order. And you can make high-quality HD clips up to 30 seconds of whatever show that you're watching. So if you're clicking something, you're like, oh, my God, I have to show my friends this this amazing clip that's happening there. Well, you can just go in there and, and boom, right there. That is live TV streaming on your phone. You can cut it out, put it on social media, put it on Twitter, put it on Facebook. And especially now that Vine is dead and there is a lot of a lot of us, a lot of football fans uh, with uh, you know college football coming around and we want to see the next running backs that are coming up, right? That's what we're just talking about. Uh, we want to see clips from the Eagles games. It has Fox. It has, you know, the Pac-12 network, the Big Ten network, and honestly, I used it a lot in the past couple of years to watch and stream games because you can totally do that if you're in a pinch at 30 seconds at a time, and that's what makes the app so great. It enhances your blog posts. It, it does a lot of different things, so go download it. It's on uh, for the Android. It's in the Apple Store. It is Clip It at Clip it TV on Twitter.com, ClipIt.TV for more information. I can't tell you how awesome this offseason has been. It's not quite over yet, but we've got a lot of great things planned, including some pep rallies uh, that will be uh, before every home game. And we also have live events at the link in the parking lots. We've got a big, big tailgate thing planned throughout the entire season. We're going to be everywhere, and we've got a lot of different summer trips coming up for the next season as well. we got a lot of stuff planned. We are so glad that you're tuned in each and every week and every day because now, if you need more, we're giving you more. BGN Radio is uh, moved to the daily episode, so five days a week there will be programming. Plus, our Saturday shows and everything else that we have going on, we'll be live breaking this one down Saturday afternoon. Me, James, and BLG from 1 to 3 on Sports Radio 94 WIP. Tomorrow, Teron Davenport, Baron Brooks will be in here bright and early in the morning at 9 a.m., and they will break down this one, too, and go through all the different groups and maybe even uh, go through uh, some of the stuff that we missed tonight. So, for myself, uh, I am John Barchard, James Seltzer, Brandon Lee Gowton. We want to thank you for listening to episode number 254 of BGN Radio right here on BleedingGreenNation.com and BGNRadio.com. We'll see you guys. Air yards. Bitch!